This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games. You can find out more at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia and Phil Bluckman. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. How you doing? I can't complain. I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome. Good so uh, it's it's a Monday cast. Uh, we're switching up to Mondays. Um, we've got some things in the works uh, for the podcast, uh, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, soon. But uh, the main point is we've got a Dominaria leak, and everybody kind of jumped on it uh and since we weren't going to come out for another week i wanted to get on this immediately and kind of give you guys a, a bonus episode and we're going to start rolling into mondays from now on so let's talk about dominaria guys yes please well, let us do that can we talk about how this leak happened i mean <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't like one of those like oh someone took a grainy cell phone picture leak like they literally uploaded the in like half the set <laughs> by accident yeah which is interesting you know so it was accidental yeah, this was, was a accidental. this was a website scrape, from what I understand. Is like somebody okay. was somebody was constantly like, uh, I don't know how they do it, but you can basically like check a website for any time it changes. And uh, this was uh, sent like in house um, from one, you know, from I, I want to say a translation team. Uh, and so someone scraped the website and found all this information. It was in uh, Mandarin, I believe. It was in Chinese at in, first. Yeah, so it got, and well, it got channel, initially, language. you know, translated, looked like through a Google translator or something like that. And uh, then uh, uh, Wizards stepped up and uh, just said, yeah, this is real, and gave us a list of all of what the cards actually do instead of having us lose our minds trying to figure out what all these cards do for the next, like, couple of days. They Since gave us the English. These happen so often. I think actually the way that they handled it, where they were just like, yeah, you know what? Here it is, guys. I thought that that was great. Yeah, it was classy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it was nice that it wasn't like, contra- I mean, I guess it was controversial, but it wasn't like somebody stole it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, so at least we don't have to deal with that dramatic part of it. And, you know, I feel bad for them. Obviously, this is hard for them to deal with. But, um, you know, I remember that the uh, Ixalan spoiler, that was the guy taking a picture that was pretty skeevy. Yeah. Um. Well, I want to jump right in. I've got a list of cards that we talked about right before the cast, so I'll, I'll handle reading the cards um, that we're going to talk about. But first, the there's a there's a couple of mechanics to mention. One is that Kicker is coming back and just called Kicker. Yep. So it's not called, like, Escalate, <laughs> which yeah. is just essentially Kicker. Um, there's a lot. There's a big theme around history and legends. So there's these, these saga enchantments that tell a story over the course of several turns. 
Um, there's legendary spells that you can only cast if you have a legendary creature or planeswalker. Um, anything else I missed? I don't think I did. But there's a lot of legend. There's supposed to be a legendary creature in every pack. I mean, that's pretty cool. In every pack? Wow. Man, yeah, I, I wish I was. Also, I wish I was 14 again. <laughs> they went back to uh, when they switched over the legendary planeswalker rule, where like planeswalkers are now legendary. Mm-hmm. They did that in the previous set, and you could tell that they were gearing up for this set. Yes. Yeah. Like, I imagine. I wonder what came first, that change, or they did this set, and then we're like, hey, we need to like make it so there's more than just creatures to turn this stuff on, and went with planeswalkers. Yeah. Uh, one other thing to mention that is happening uh, at this time when the set is eventually released is that you, the planeswalker, um, the planeswalker damage rule will be changed. So as as most people know right now, to lightning bolt a planeswalker, you have to bolt the controller and then choose to redirect. That's going to mean there's a lot of errata because now lightning bolt, like anything that's like creature or player will hit creature, player or planeswalker. And now it'll say any target, by the way, mm-hmm. which is a which is a throwback to uh, to the old days, right? My yeah. lightning bolts from Revise say any target, um, and it does affect some functionality. Like I, I am I'm still un, unsure exactly what will change, but I'm pretty sure that something like Lava Spike will no longer hit a Planeswalker. Yeah. Well, um, looking at Good. Switch Gang Commander uh, right now, uh, I mean, this is on on MTG Goldfish. I'm just looking at the site real fast. And Siege Gang Commander still says to target creature or player. So I wonder if they didn't errata everything. They didn't errata everything. Yeah. Oh, wait. Huh. Is it is it a new version of it, though? I mean, it's like, the just, one I have a big spoiler. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's just the version that they have on here. So I, it's not... Yeah, that's yeah, an old one. Who knows? I would, yeah. Um, but that means it's going to be interesting for a while. Like, because there's going to be things that say creature or player on purpose. You know? Yeah, this is gonna be it's gonna be very hard to figure out what is what, and I think this this will eventually get rolled back, just because it's gonna be really hard for people to figure out what the hell hell's going on for a while, and it, it, this fix should have happened when they put out planeswalkers and not like you know ten years later. So yeah, it, it's gonna be a real problem for for people to figure it out, especially in older formats where we're playing cards that say creature or player or pl- all players. You know that that stuff's going to be a real problem uh, on down the line. But for standard, it's going to be it's going to be relatively easy to figure out. I'm happy that they made the change, like where it's not just target, like anything can target a planeswalker if it targets a player, because they have had some cards where it only targets a planeswalker, and so I think yeah. being able to break up those targets is good because yeah. like all of a sudden. Uh, lava spike just being a way to deal with planeswalkers also is just like not what the card's intent was you know that's true well i mean yeah and what's the card i was i was thinking about like pyrostatic pillar i play a lot now um sulfuric vortex um price of progress someone price of progress my soren lord of innistrad the other day um shucks so i mean there are lots of uh there are lots of things that those are sort of niche interactions though I don't think it'll be that it'll be that bad unless it's a sort of weird situation where something happens like or like there's like a new card that makes an old card more relevant. But the old card isn't going to hit Planeswalkers and we haven't figured that out yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see. Like Boros Reckoner, you know, does that hit a Planeswalker? But anyway, so that's happening. 
Um, we're gonna jump in with some with some planeswalkers since we're talking about them. Yeah. You guys ready? Phil, you ready? I'm super ready. ready. For your first set review. Or so ready. Partial set review. All right. Karn, Cyanaversa, for uh, generic mana. You got. can't say colorless. Legendary Planeswalker Karn with five loyalty, plus one. Reveal the top two cards of your library. An opponent chooses one of them. Put that card into your hand and exile the other with a silver counter on it. Minus one. Put a card you own with a silver counter on it from exile into your hand. Minus two. Create a zero-zero colorless construct artifact creature token with. This creature gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you're, you control. So, so wow. Uh, I mean, this card, there's a lot going on with this card. The first thing I, I've, I've just noticed is that, um, let's say you're playing a deck with four Karn side of Urza and uh, one gets killed, and you have like four cards exiled with him. Those cards will be usable by the new, uh, the new Karn that you bring into play next turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty a pretty smart uh, design move on their part. I like I like the silver counters on the exiled cards instead of being like, yep, you, they just don't exist anymore. They're in re- some they were in some kind of exile. Now they're in like a regular exile. So that's that's interesting. Uh, power level of this card is pretty ridiculous if if I'm not mistaken. It's absurd. Oh yeah, this card this card is going to be a four of in like it's going to be ubiquitous and standard for anything that wants any sort of card advantage of any kind. It's like, I can't believe that they cost him at four, and he's generic mana. Like, if they haven't learned their lesson from Mutavault, uh, Hangerback Walker, <laughs> yeah. Walking Bullet, uh, Smuggler's Copter, like, if you make a card that l- any deck can play, and it's just going to be better than anything else at the curve for them, like, it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, and everyone will play this card. There's no reason to not be playing Karn at four, like, if you're in any deck that doesn't have access to, like, the Blue Walkers or whatever, that would be your card draw, you yeah. know? Are they, are, well, I mean, the best Planeswalker right now would be, what, Chandra, Torture Defiance, and and this is pretty much that, right? Plus one, get a card, or not, you know, depending on what the choice is. Yeah, I mean, and this um, this will finish you off. I mean, uh, the plus one, plus one countered, like, uh, you know, the, the Keldon Warlords, basically, for artifacts that you're going to create off of this. Are are going to get big pretty quickly. What about so for legacy? What this is to me is a two mana planeswalker, because yeah. you're going to go ancient tomb chalice turn one. Next turn city this guy plus one, and now they have now your opponent's looking at a six loyalty planeswalker. You're you are at card equity. They cannot play any one drops, and this thing is just going to tick up and give them more cards. You know, even if they're bad, but like whatever, they're just gonna get more cards, and then this thing's gonna start pumping out win conditions. They minus need... two, minus two, minus two. I mean, so it's interesting though. Really, got to be an answer to this card uh, because if there's not, this is this is a pretty dumb magic card to have to play against if you're playing like, you know, a Delver deck, right? There's got to be some something that they print in the set that answers a card like this, uh, right? Is this just? I mean, obviously Eldrazi is going to love this card. It's going to be all over the place. Yeah. But also, like, is this the best Planeswalker f- that Modern and Affinity has ever wanted? Yes. I was Just, thinking like, that, too. Ten- and Legacy Affinity. Legacy Affinity plays Tezzeret. So, like, like there are, I should say that. I should change that. There are Legacy Affinity decks that play Tezzeret. 
right? Yeah, just play the artifact lands, and this guy pumps out like six sixes. Like nice Gurmag, dude. Yeah, <laughs> nice Gurmag. Okay. No, you're right. I know. No, you're totally right. Like this thing, this can come out on turn one, like in in some decks, like uh, you know, with with um. Uh, Grim Monolith and stuff. And then the thing is, like, in an artifact deck, this is great. Eldrazi, it's probably not that great because they're they don't, they're not playing other artifacts. But think about these other decks that are playing Grim Monolith. Like, you mentioned Affinity, and I, I mean, why not, right? Like, what's your turn one? All right, ancient, probably still Ancient Tomb, Chalice, and then, like, uh, Artifact Land, Mox Opal, this guy. Right? Yeah. That works. <laughs> I mean... Um, even even in Eldrazi, like they're playing chalices, they're playing thorns. Like that's it's not an unreasonable thing to make a three three for for four mana and then just keep pumping out three threes until you have to start drawing extra cards. You know. I guess I don't feel like Eldrazi needs the the additional threat. Like no. they're much more aggressive. Like Endbringer, could because because they have all the Eldrazi soul lands. Like Endbringer is really good. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. But that's not to say that, that Eldrazi decks couldn't play this or necessarily wouldn't play this. I'm just saying that it, it's almost more exciting that this brings back an artifact-based soul land deck. Yeah. I think this is better than what could they be doing? Like at four, like four is a weird number for them. They could just play Thought Not Seer and then they might as well play on Eldrazi, right? Yeah. I think the the thing for if we're gonna you know keep keep on the Eldrazi uh, part of this conversation, uh, this. This is a card that at least hits their sideboard and comes in against their worst matchup, which is probably Miracles. And this is pretty good against Miracles. It's just a card draw engine for them. Yeah. Like, it's the best it's card a... draw engine that can pivot into a win condition. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, I, I'm not going to relate anything to Jace the Mind Sculptor, but it's like similar in the vein of it's the thing that can stabilize your board and then also put you ahead on cards. So it does all the things across the spectrum. This is going to be an eternal staple across every format, including Vintage, immediately upon release, like easy $50 plus card. Yeah, it's going for $30 right now. That's love. I think this card is good. I, I'm, hoping that, I'm hoping that it opens up some sort of new deck in the colorless realm. Yep. But I, I, it took me a second to realize how good this was, and then I realized that it's four mana, Man, which is, anything like, which is two mana. Way worse, yeah. though. Ugh. All right, well, so that's... let's go to the next Planeswalker. <laughs> okay, Jaya Ballard. Hey, oh, that I should have said Jaya Ballard. How about that? She's she's here. She's back, guys. Welcome back. <laughs> Two and triple red. Two and triple red for legendary Planeswalker Jaya that is also five loyalty. Plus one. Add three red mana. Oh, they don't say to your mana pool anymore. That's another, another change. Just add three red mana. Spend this mana only to cast instant or sorcery spells. Plus one. Discard up to three cards, then draw that many cards. Minus eight. You get an emblem with. You may cast instant and sorcery cards from your graveyard. If a card cast this way, will be put into your graveyard. Exile it instead. Uh, so it's Yawgmoth's will wording, but uh, pass in flames effect only instant and sorceries. So it's dark uh, ritual, wheel, and pass in flames. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. How does Jaya Ballard not deal damage? It's weird. <laughs> I mean, I see this is a this is a card that um you know if if there wasn't a leak. We probably wouldn't even be talking about this card, um, but it is Jai Ballard, so she's back, and that's cool. But like, this is a standard card at best. Maybe, maybe a card that like uh, a a red deck wants to play in uh, in uh, what's called modern. 
but I don't see this as as making its way into uh, into legacy uh, at all. Dude, with Chandra Torch Defiance, you have Rite of Flame in Standard, and now with Jaya, you're gonna have Dark Ritual in Standard. Like, we're we're on Planeswalker Storm. Yeah. Well, there's no Storm <laughs> cards, unfortunately. Um, the best the best thing about this is discard up to three cards and draw that many cards. Um, but uh, yeah, I just five mana, three red. You can't even cast the Blood Moon with the three red mana. This adds. It's too bad. I, I just can't believe it doesn't deal damage. Whatever. Yep. Uh, All right, on to the, the next one. The fairy hero of Dominaria. Yeah. This guy's real. Uh, this guy's real. Three white and three, three generic, one white, one blue. Legendary Planeswalker to fairy for loyalty. Plus one. Draw a card. At the beginning of the next end step, untap two lands. Minus three. Put target non-land permanent into its owner's library, third from the top. Minus eight. You get an emblem with whenever you draw a card. Exile target permanent and opponent controls. May I? Go sure, for go it. ahead. Okay, so this card, I don't know if anybody ever like can remember what it was like to play back when you had the things like Palancron and Cloud of Fairies that just like untapped your lands and let you multiple spell on a turn. I did. Oh man, this guy is <laughs> yeah. the first calling of that since then. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm I've been a control player for a long time. Like this guy is getting my blood flowing because like you cast him. Draw a card, untap, negate their spell, untap, and the game is over. Like, being able to two-spell after this guy who's already netted you a card is absurd. Five loyalty, a card, and you get to, like, counter their next play? Ugh, so this good. This is a three-mana Planeswalker. It's a three-mana three Planeswalker mana. that lets you two-spell. It's similar to how uh, Tezzeret, uh, the, the schemer, the new Tezzeret, mm-hmm. makes a Lotus Petal. So, like, the the coolest thing that you could do with that guy was you cast him, make a Lotus Petal, crack it, push their dude, and untap, and you're so far ahead. Yeah. This guy is that, but on steroids, because instead of putting a Lotus Table on the pedal, you just get to untap two lands and draw a card. What are we even doing? And but you get to oust. Ever... <laughs> you have, well, actually, that's with any non-land permanent. So this this fight, that fights a lot of stuff. Uh, fights other Planeswalkers, for example. Yeah. Um... That's which is pretty good. I mean, that puts him over the edge for modern. What about for legacy? Is this playable in legacy at five? What do you think? I, I don't. I honestly can't. I honestly can never tell. I would experiment. I yeah. think five. I think five is five is a lot, obviously. But if you are like playing him in as like a one of in miracles to find off your search for Escanta, I could see you slamming it, untapping, using your counter spell, and then you're off to the races. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is a fine card to throw into uh, into Miracles. You're going to be there with the mana that late in the game anyhow. With So five mana isn't that much of an ask. But if you get this guy down, that's it, man. Like, what is it? And then it's whenever you draw a card, exile permanent. Like, get out of here. If you're playing Miracles and you make that ultimate, it's over. Like, you don't ever have to worry about anything ever again. Yeah, no, that's the type of permanent. That's the type of emblem uh, or ultimate, rather, that just puts them in the scoop phase for sure. Yeah. What about? Um, okay, so there's white and blue. You can't play Tolarian Academy, obviously, but you can play Sarah Sanctum. I mean, there's that as an idea. Mm-hmm. Like this could be in a deck that, not that you know. The thing is, you don't untap on top the land till there till your end step. They thought about so, that. Yeah. 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 Which is good. Which is smart. Um, but. You know, uh, in Vintage, you can turbo this thing out maybe with a Tolarian Academy 
but I guess you can turbo. I guess you can turbo anything out. Like I guess I don't see like this being that much better or playable than Jace in in Legacy, just because like if you have five lands and you have Jace in, instead of this, you just play Jace, brainstorm, and then you have one land up and have drawn a card. Oh, yeah, don't card, don't get it twisted. Three. Jace the Mind Sculptor is still leagues and bounds beyond better oh, than yeah, this yeah. dude. But this okay. dude is still very good. And you like, have both of these in play at the same time. You can't have two Jason Mind Sculptors in play at the same time. If you're, <laughs> look, if they have a Jason Mind Sculptor in play, don't let them cast another Planeswalker. Just just go to the next game. Like this is going <laughs> to be a, a, a modern staper in the modern staper modern staple modern. in the blue white control decks. I could easily see miracles moving this because like they're already playing like one council's judgment, maybe a couple unexpectedly absence for like the random permanence that Terminus can't deal with. So having this dude and then also be able to just deal with opposing walkers, I mean, whew, amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's jump down to some artifacts. Um, I kind of like that. There, we, I've got a bunch of artifacts jotted down here because that mm-hmm. reminds me of old time magic. When you actually care uh, the artifacts were in a set? Care the artifacts are, did, yeah. Are they poly artifacts? Yeah, no, unfortunately... Uh, are we discussing any poly artifacts? I guess technically. Yeah, we're well, discussing we're gonna, some we, we are going to talk about at least one poly artifact. <laughs> uh, Mox Amber. Zero. Busted. Busted. That, that's all you need to know, right? Mox Amber Zero. Legendary artifact. Tap. Add one mana of any color among legendary creatures and planeswalkers you control. So this is a Mox. Is there, is there ever been a Mox that didn't get played? Let's, let's look. Let's search Mox. I think we had a conversation where we were like, this is the worst of all the Mox in that have ever been printed. Mm-hmm. Which means that it's still just busted as shit. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm thinking this is this is on par with Lion's Eye Diamond where we don't th- it's not good right now. But as the older magic gets, the more likely this card is to be busted. Well, I, and then then I, then I added this conversation. This is just more Lotus Petals for any Grizzlebrand deck, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, so. But I mean, I mean at that it, point, that you enough? have Grizzlebrand in play. Well, that's the thing. Like Grizzlebrand Storm decks, right? Yeah. Let's see if uh, if the um, black red decks are playing Chrome Box on the regular. Oh, you I know mean, what? I don't know if this. Do... Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know that you would replace Chrome Box with this, but. I just got. I just faced a stupid black red deck that had a grizzle brand out with Chancellor on turn one. So he drew, he drew seventeen. He had seventeen cards in his hand, and I conceded. Um, <laughs> they do not currently have Chrome Mox. So, he, but they've got twelve reanimation spells. Would you cut or cut that down to ten and play two of these? Just so if you have Grizzle Brand, you're drawing. It's a free spell for Tide Spout Tyrant on top of that. I would say no. I, I would I would say I, I would not play this, but um, I think that the there's more chance of as time goes on with the game that they're gonna print more one mana planeswalkers or one mana planeswalkers one mana legendary creatures, uh, and and that's the sort of thing that will eventually make this card very good. So it's a it's a card that I would I would get and hold on I would get later on when it when it drops in value because it's forty dollars right now, and I oh, would. And I would, uh, I would definitely uh, keep four of them around for later on uh, when when someone actually decides that they can break this card. 
I mean, there's already there going to are... be enough homes for this to be busted. Like, we until people have like I don't have a deck list yet, but the formats that we play that aren't vintage now will have eight Moxon legal in them. Yeah. Like that's a We've shell. Eight, like, eight Moxon is just like we're looking. For, it, like it's going to do crazy busted things. Like the the SRAM deck in modern, the Pure Steel Paladin SRAM deck. Yeah. Like that's probably that's, busted. Like Baral, Chief of Compliance, and Storm. Like all of a sudden they just oh, get a box. Like, you know? <laughs> I actually did not think of that. That is like, probably you call, playable. Like, yeah. Cast Baral, cast Mox Amber. Like start ritualing off. Like huh, you're dead. Well, Baral doesn't make red, or he won't make red with Baral in play. But it's still a Mox. It's that's free Storm, right? So there are currently. Nine legendary creatures with converted mana cost one. Uh, one of them is Hope of Girapur, which will not work with this. Nope. Because it won't make colorless mana. And then one, two, three, four. Four of them are white. One of them is Micaiah's the Lunark. So there's actually five that are white, but one of them is Micaiah's, which won't, which won't actually work. No. Because you can't drop it on turn one. Um, the others are Norin the Wary, uh, Zergo Bell Striker, so two red ones. Ovia Pashiri, Sage Lifecrafter. I think I have one of those in foil. I think I opened it in the pack. <laughs> Something from from uh, Kalash. So there are no one or there are no black or blue uh, one mana legends currently. Well, that's got to uh, change. Just an update on like like this, for this to produce mana. <laughs> the, I always mention that for this to produce mana on turn one, you need to have a legendary creature. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Twenty five years of magic and there's never been a black or blue one mana legend. There wasn't a black or blue one mana legend, or it wasn't a one mana legend until the new border. So there are Crazy. 43 two mana. There are 43 two mana. Um, and that's legends. probably the sweet spot for this. I mean, dropping Kataki Wars Wage and then dropping this seemed pretty good. Yeah, live that dream. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, I, I, I think I think that you can, you know, there there are going to be applications for for this card, but I don't think it's going to be broken in. Uh, modern for a little while. Like no one's gonna figure out the shell for this card for a while. I don't see it as being playable in in Legacy currently, but I bet I bet Standard has some stuff up its sleeve for the for this uh, that we just haven't seen yet. I mean, Wait, we don't you don't know see the rest this Legacy the... playable. I I don't think that it. I think it's gonna be playable, but do I think it's gonna be in a tier one deck? No. Dude, I'm looking at Jace Vrin's Prodigy and Leovold and Jace the Mind Sculptor and Liliana's like. Tassiger is another card that could be like, in there, we too. Are, we are there. Like, uh, this is this card's going to be stupid. I don't know. Well, I think it's balanced in Legacy, which is weird to say about a Mox. But I guess the other boxes are balanced with Chrome Mox and uh, Mox Opal. Diamond. Balanced is very Opal. loose here. <laughs> like, those are, balanced is super loose. Like, all those other Mox, like, just enable turn one and turn two kills. Yeah. I, I don't think this is... I, I think this will be played in Grizzlebrand decks. That's I can see like a one-of in your random Black Red or Tin Fins deck just to keep... They, just for that extra um, Grizzlebrand kill like ability. Um, I think Jace so. Finch Prodigy gets a huge boon in Legacy. Sure. And I think this becomes... like You'll easily see this in the Leovold decks because Leovold already incentivizes you to want to be playing permanents. And... That deck is already hungry for colored mana. That having a free one and being able to just be enabled by like 
JVP, Leovold, which you're already playing, Tassiger, which is already fringe playable in that deck. Like people can just start moving over and then just having like way more blistering starts. Like two spelling is, is important. Do you think this is how how uh, that deck responds to uh, Deathrite Shaman getting banned? So I think with, <laughs> when Deathrite Shaman gets banned, like they just have to drop red if they still want to play a Leovold deck. Yeah. The thing is, is that like the problem with Pile is that it doesn't do anything busted, right? Like all the other decks in the format do like crazy shit, and Pile is just like the fairest of the fair. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you can play a Mox in your deck and like consistently turn it on, now you're doing something busted, right? Like I think I, I just don't I don't know, man. I, I Kess would be the one actually that scares me, by the way, because Kess is gonna come into play this thing. If it if this is in play, it'll turn on this thing and then let you use it to cast Bolt, push, or brainstorm from your graveyard. Or Dude, I'm willing stop. to take the wager right now that Mox Amber is very, very, very good in Legacy. I am going to push, push, and say and say no. You're pushing? I, 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 I'm, I say I'm, no. I'm, I'm taking the gamble. Easy. All right. Easy. Easiest bet I've made all year. All right. Well, okay. if if okay, right, we so, got we got this one. Let's go. We got another one. That'll that'll definitely that we can definitely say whether that will be playable. Damping Sphere. This Two mana. It's a poly artifact. Wait, no, it's a continuous artifact. Sorry. Uh, if a land is tapped for two or more mana, it produces one colorless mana, the diamond, instead of any other type and amount. Each spell a pay- player casts costs one generic mana more to cast for each other spell that player has cast this turn. So this so, card is the anti-storm, and it messes with lands that put that produce more than one mana. This strikes me yeah. as the anti-Tron card. Like, they just designed yeah. it because they figured Tron was a problem. Yeah, and they were like, we don't want to ban Tron, but we want to give people answers to it that aren't terrible. Tell me if you think I'm right or if I'm wrong in the trajectory of how this design came to be. So it originally only had the top line that said lands don't produce more than one mana mm-hmm. per tap. Yeah. And it cost one. And they were like too good we need to add another clause so we can make it two mana and so they just added like this pseudo storm hate on top of it i think it was the other way around they did it and they were like no one's gonna play with this card uh unless like it doesn't do enough in the sideboard because this is a sideboard card for sure like i mean you might play this main deck if you're really worried but i think this is a this is a card you play in your sideboard and bring in against that that deck and have it being able to play it against both those kind of decks makes it a card that you auto include into your sideboard. Like everyone can play this in their sideboard. Now this is almost as ubiquitous as affinity hate. Like if that deck becomes too powerful, you can always put a couple of these in your sideboard and then that deck isn't powerful anymore. True or false main deckable and vintage. Oh I, yeah. I main think not at all. For sure. Not, not no. at all. I don't think so. What deck wants this effect? Like, um, Mentor decks in Vintage, but do they? No, they don't want this because that's each spell a player cast, so that that screws them. Um, Workshop doesn't want this because they're, they're no, the Workshop they're the definitely big... doesn't want this. And like Dredge doesn't. Well, Dredge may want it, but like I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I'm, I'm actually sort of pessimistic about this card. I think it's great for Modern for Tron Hate actually. I think that's good. So I'll, I'll start there. I would for play Legacy, this as a, as a one of in in my deck because being able to tinker this into play. Uh, it doesn't seem like the worst if you know that you're going to need it. 
Oh man, dude, Talarian Academy sad face though. Yeah, Talarian Academy sad face, but you don't need Talarian Academy to to uh win, whereas your opponent does need his busted mana base to win against you. That's fair. Well, if you're tinkering for this, it hurts the it hurts them more than it hurts you. Yeah. In Legacy, here's here's my problem with it in Legacy. One is that um we don't need more two mana storm hate. Like ever, there's enough two mana storm hate. Yeah, for there's, sure. There's enough spheres and stuff. The other thing is the land the multi producing lands are actually not it's it's like that that's not as that's not as winning a strategy in legacy as it is in modern yeah. like tron is really good but in legacy like there are some cloud post decks and there's you know your ancient tomb decks but like i don't that's not you can just play you play blood moon or back to basics or something like that mm-hmm. which is a little bit because most decks in legacy do want to chain spells you don't want to bring this in if you're playing snapcaster mage mm-hmm. right the only deck I could think of, the kind of deck I could think of in Legacy that would want this kind of card is a deck like Maverick that really needs to play fair. Like, you can't, don't do anything stupid. Like, they, they can't let you do that. And they pretty much only want to cast one big spell a turn. And they won't, it won't be taxed, right? So they're going to have this in play. They're still going to Zenith for four. It's not going to make them, not going to make that cost more like, uh, you know, um, Spear of Resistance or whatever would. So I could see that. But I just don't, I don't think that an ancient tomb deck wants this or needs it. And I just don't see another deck that I don't, I don't think this is a, it, it hits any real problem areas in legacy. No, but it's I strikes me as like very good in any of the aether vile decks, like the aether vile plus port mm-hmm. decks. So any of those, this will just like stop the opponents from doing all of their busted shenanigans. I'm trying to think of like, I agree with you. Cause I'm trying to think of, what yeah. matchups you'd want this in in Legacy. And the only thing that I can think of is Eldrazi, but I think I would have to see it in practice to know how much it actually slows them down. Yeah, I can see Merfolk definitely liking this card a lot, actually. Like, uh, that's, that's a good Legacy point. Vintage? I guess if you... Yeah, but if you have, like, a Wasteland port deck, like, I don't think the land clause is as important to you. Oh, no, no, the land clause isn't as important, but get, getting uh, y- your, like, as a sideboard slot, as, like, a one-of sideboard slot against Storm. Storm isn't a great matchup for, for uh, uh, Merfolk because Merfolk, yeah. you don't have uh, access to your Brainstorms and your Ponders to find these cards. You're just, like, playing off the top of your deck for the most part. So uh, something like this, just slamming it down on turn two after you've already got a Vile in play is, like, totally fine. Yeah, I guess that's another that's another kind of deck. I, there's sort of the same kind of decks though. They're not like they're not trying to do a lot of stuff every turn. Yeah. Most decks are trying to like most you know blue decks are trying to do more than one thing every turn. The decks that aren't doing that are trying to play multi lands. Like you don't want to go ancient tomb into this. No. You know. So like that's that seems no that seems irritating because you're gonna now pay two life for every one that you produce yeah. with it. Yeah. Um. So I think that's unfortunate. I just I'm glad it's in modern. I think that's that's good for modern because Tron is stupid and they're not gonna be put wasteland. Um, Joyra is familiar. Four mana, artifact, creature, bird, two, two, flying. Historic spells you cast cost one generic mana less to cast. And we didn't mention this, but artifacts, legendaries, and sagas, which is that subtype of enchantment, are historic. So now uh, every artifact is historic. So this basically reads, artifact spells you cast cost one mana less to cast. And it's a two, two, Flying bird for four. Is this a problem for for vintage? Like they just keep printing. I, I suspect that this is an uncommon. They just keep printing what I would consider draft trash. That is amazing for for vintage uh, shops. 
I love the idea that it's just like, yeah, there's all this garbage, but when you get to play five Black Lotuses, like, it's great. Yeah. I mean, Boundary Inspector, Eric Virgo told us, Zach, Boundary Inspector is stupid. This is another Boundary Inspector. It's one more mana, but it flies. Yeah, this can block block, uh, Delver if it has to. Will it? Re- what if they restrict Foundry Inspector? You play three more. You play three of these. You'll play these, and, and I, I'm okay with that if they do that because this is that one extra mana might be enough to make the the deck somewhat fair. Somewhat fair, right? But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just it's just, there. It is cost reduction. It's never good. Um, Urza's Tome. This is a two mana artifact. It's a mono artifact. Uh, three tap, draw a card, then discard a card unless you exile a historic card from your graveyard. Artifacts, legendaries, and sagas are historic. So... It's how much this, mana did you say? It's two to cast, three to activate. Sure. And you can draw it's, You can uh, draw and discard, or you can exile a historic card, which will very likely be an artifact. Yep. I think um. that this is only as good as Jalum Tome had ever been. Um, yeah, you get to discard, uh, you get to keep the, like, keep the card draw if you get rid of something from your graveyard, but, like, I don't know that the decks that want to play this, uh, that are also playing artifacts are actually going to have any of that stuff in your, in their graveyard. You know why I think this card won't see any play? Hmm. Anybody who wants something, anything similar to this is just going to jam the new Karn. Oh, that's right. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yep. Very good point. Well, you, you won't, anyone that wants you won't get to cast Karn off of your off of your uh, Mishra's Workshop, that's for sure. Does that deck want this type of effect, though? No, I don't think it does, but it's it's there as an option. Um, I, I think that, Je- like, the, this is Jalum Tomb. This is a card from, what, the Dark? Um, Jalum Tomb was in Antiquities. Antiquities. That was three to cast, two to activate, and you always discarded. Yeah, so, I mean, the the, the opportunity cost is, is the same at the beginning, at least. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't think that the, the ability to keep that card is that big of a deal um, when there are probably better better options out there for, for this effect. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I see that completely. Um, okay, so we've got two cards that are colored that we mentioned. Well, before um, that, I actually wanted to bring up, because I, you know, I, love, I love a little bit of flavor, uh, Blackblade Reforged. Oh, yeah, we should talk about this, yeah. So this is basically... Uh, th- I'm assuming this is Dakin Blackblade's, you know, sword that he gets back, or I guess what yeah. there was another guy in uh in time time shifted or something, Planar Chaos. It was uh, Korolash Hair to Blackblade. Yeah. So this is I guess his his sword, right? But like Dakin Blackblade was one of my all time favorite cards growing up, and this gives enchanted creature or equipped creature plus one plus one for each land. So that's cool, but the equip cost is pretty interesting here. Equip legendary creature for three. Equip any other creature for seven. <laughs> just yeah. Jack and Blackblade is six to just to cast. Yeah, I mean it's a flavor. It's a flavor win. Yeah. I bet they have to they have to cost it like that because in EDH people probably have like thirty lands in play. They just swing <laughs> in with like, their guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But yeah, this is a it's an interesting card. Uh, I don't know that it'll be playable, uh, but it is a legendary artifact, and that's and that's a thing that will, you know, perhaps turn on other things. Having Finally, it, people, Lance has wanted a, an equipment to put on their merit lage, so... Yeah, yeah right. always. 
Um, okay, so there were two. Color, the colored cards that are spoiled aren't are very interesting, but not of them. Not a lot of them seem really great, especially for Legacy. Um, but I think there's a lot of cool flavor in this set, and I can see monkeying with some stuff. Um, let's start with Joyra. So we should have talked about her before we talked about her bird, but Joyra. She has another card. So there was a Joyra in Time Spiral, right? Yep. Joyra Weatherlight Captain. So promotion <laughs> <hot> twist. Right. <laughs> Man, uh, where's Gerard at? Isn't he dead? Didn't he dead? Yeah, I don't know. I like Gerard as the captain. Uh, two blue-red. Legendary creature, human artificer. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever you cast a historic spell, draw a card. Obviously, artifacts. Possible engine here in any... Maybe vintage? Like, Paradox oh, Welcome? It's not once per turn? No. No, whenever. <laughs> so maybe this like, is a Shram card? Uh, can I point out eight Moxin again? Yeah, also, this eight. is pretty good with uh, what's called Paradoxical Outcome, right? Yep. It's the same cost as Paradoxical Outcome, but it's redundancy on Paradoxical Outcome. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this attacks. This is also good if you don't want to fire it off. Like, uh, does, does Paradoxical Outcome play Ancient Tomb? I don't know if they do, but like you can turn one this in Vintage. Like, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't play this as like an answer to like oh I play Parallax Outcome and this necessarily but like this card has has legs uh you could attack with it and uh you know maybe if you do have a Parallax Outcome uh you're drawing double the amount of cards and gaining all that mana so that seems like it's pretty good. Eight mocks. Eight <laughs> mocks. Uh, I'm just thinking like retract, Hercules Recall. Dex could you could use this card. You could find a way to great. use this card. Yeah. yeah. It's fragile. It's super fragile. But like, oh man, like you can just go off after you cast this card. Oh, well, you can cavern this out, by the way. I mean, that's another thing. I mean, I don't know. Um, so Squee is also back. How how's that guy doing? Let's find out. Not well, it looks like <laughs> so, well, I don't know, he's immortal. <laughs> Squee the immortal. One red red legendary creature goblin for two one. You may cast Squee the Immortal from your graveyard or from exile. So this is this is something. It's a Does constant red threat, this, right? Is this beneficial One in any red, way? Red. Huh? Is this beneficial anyway because he's red? Does that change anything? Um, I mean, maybe. So three is a pretty important spot on the curve for the big red deck that like uh you know plays tombs and stuff unfortunately tombs not going to cast this card well this does ca- this combos with food chain let's put that right out there like this is a food chain combo card okay. which means that if for some reason you want to play red that's there for you right um is this better than the two guys that already exist that you can cast from exile or is it just because like all, you can recur him i think they're all pretty much the same okay um like in terms of utility once you start the chain yeah. Uh, but this co- this comes in from your graveyard. I mean, I play, you know, I've been second. I've been playing that Hollow One deck where I'm dumping cards in the graveyard constantly, and this is more stuff you can cast from the well, graveyard. Nah, bro, three mana two one. Nah. Also, the redundancy here. It's a zero mana one one. For the redundancy <laughs> here for that deck means that you might not necessarily have to go get uh, what is it uh, the card that like exiles three cards. Manipulate fate. Yeah, maybe you don't need manipulate fate if you have this. And two of the um, what's it called? What are they? Chimeras. Eternal. That's the best card Eternal in the deck, Spirit. though, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, I'm just saying that like this adds a little redundancy to that situation. You don't have to. Um, oh you sure. Know, you know you don't have to uh, have have manipulate fate. You can have this instead. Um, so that might be a thing that that deck actually wants. Well, you can cast it. I don't know. Like you can cast Squee off of a food chain. You know, like if you have a two drop, boom, Squee's in play. Even if it's in your graveyard, which is not nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, you can, uh, you can sort of not beat the food chain deck, but you can, you can stymie them by putting their cards in the graveyard. Like if you pyroblast a, uh, mist Griffin, that goes a long way sometimes. Yeah. But that can be just enough for you to win because it's kind of clunky. Yeah. Um, finally blue blast gets a good target. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're going to be playing your blue blast to, to just get them to cast this next turn. Three mana, two one. I know. I just. It's a lot. It's a lot of you can stick it. You can store it a lot of places. I guess that's how I feel about it, right? Like you can kind of stick this thing in various places that maybe you need to get it from eventually when you need to like cast a creature. I don't know. I don't it's see cool. this as something that is off the table when they print like an Ashnod's altar that just goes infinite, right? Like this card just needs that one thing, and then it's just a enabler. Yeah, it's a combo piece. Huh, that's a good point. I mean, like once they that do comes... that, you know, similar to like how food chain exists, right? Like exactly. this guy is just going to generate infinite something. Um. Yeah, yeah, that's it's an yeah, that's a good point. Infinite combo. It's obviously infinite combo with food chain. Other infinite combos possible. How, how does Aluren work? Can you cast stuff in your graveyard? Mm, <laughs> I'm looking know. now. Yeah, find <laughs> out. Even if you did though, like, what what? Does this card do anything for something like that? I, don't know. I, I guess no if Alluren's, it's like a different Alluren deck. Well, it's a different food chain deck. It's going to the wrong site. Three cards back. So that's what I need. Like the only downside Ooh. about those types of combo decks with a card like Squee is that you never want to draw him outside of when you're comboing off. Okay, it's an infinite combo with Alluren and something that sacrifices to produce mana. Any player may cast creature spells with converted mana cost three or less without paying their mana cost and as though they had flash. Does not say from your hand. And so you just have to have a way to sacrifice it, and then you can also uh uh what's it called cast a grape shot for a million. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we <laughs> guys, we did it. We found it. Our alert grape shot squee deck. I mean, why not? No, no, I think, like, you finding Aluren makes me go, oh, that's definitely something that could exist, yeah. for sure. Like, I'm sure there's there's a card out there that, like, is the final part of that combo that just busts it wide open. Vizier I wonder if it's going to be better than just, like, normal Aluren. The only way that I would think it would be better is if it requires you to play less combo pieces, the way, like, Aluren has to play so many excess combo pieces in its deck, that it's just, like... Yeah. way more clunky with it but if this could just, like, make it so you just play yeah. and learn and that's it plus good card and then this combo it's like all right we're live a learn and recruiter and either the recruiters is a one card is a two card combo because you win immediately like you can't beat that there's like some amount of windows to actually win but um you yeah. have to like counter the, the recruiter yeah. so i'm thinking like this gets fetched it does get fetched by both recruiters squee does so if you have to have a Lurin and like what? Hmm. Every I mean, time I'm thinking just, like, this like, makes it so you can cast, you can scry you your entire deck. 
there's got to be something where like anytime you cast a creature spell, it deals damage, right? There's impact tremors. Oh, I mean, which is that's dude, a word, uh, but what's it called? Uh, pandemonium. Yeah. Like so, attunement. Okay, so now you have a t- <laughs> attunement, replenish, alluring. <laughs> Just go for it. I mean, who needs who needs sapling burst in pandemonium when you can when you can do infinite, right? Yeah. Sapling burst. I'm, I'm not stuck on the learn. I, damage. <laughs> I'm still. I'm also just just to sort of say it. Like, I mean, this is a good card for faithless. Like, faithless looting's in red. Faithless looting is the best thing to be doing in red if you're not playing blue. Like, you know, and trying to do something mostly like that's not like prisony, right? Yeah. And this this work. This is good with faithless looting, which is really a lot of what that deck what what that card needs. And if they print more looting effects and you have more value discards, that's all great. We're definitely not thinking of a there. There, one hundred percent has to be a creature that exists that's three or less mana that says sack a dude, shoot them for one. Yeah, I, I just I'm trying to. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. I'm like not trying it's to get goblin into... bombardment. Oh, it's yeah, on color. Goblin bombardment yeah. and squee. That's Dins. it. Did it. <laughs> that's a three card combo. Good night. We found it. All right, that's a wrap, folks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hold on, we, I do, I do, we do have a card that combos with. We have one more card to talk about, but it will be fast. <laughs> but it does combo with Squee. It is the Flame of Keld. We're going to talk about one of these sagas. Yeah. One and a red for an enchantment saga. So as this saga enters, and after your draw step, add a lore counter. Then you do the thing that the lore that corresponds to the number of lore counters, and after the third one, you sacrifice it. So this thing comes down, and as it enters, you get, it comes with the counter. So you're going to do it as soon as it comes into play. Okay? One, <laughs> discard your hand. <laughs> so this is two mana, sorcery speed, discard your hand. Okay. Two, so, so then you're going to draw a card, or you're going to go through your draw step, and then after that, you put another lore counter on it, and this happens. Draw two cards. Three. If a red source you control would deal damage to a permanent or player this turn, it deals that much damage plus two to that permanent or player instead. So this does discard with or combo with Squee because you uh, discard your hand. Um, the only reason I wanted to mention this was Dredge. This is Dredge three times with a decent hand or decent Dredge, decent first Dredge on turn two if you get this out of the Lotus Petal or something like that. So. Anyone, anyone? Wait, Lotus Petal, do you mean Mox Amber? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go, uh, you go, go, uh, Gemstone Mine, uh, Zergo Bell Striker, Mox Amber, Tap for Red, Second Mox Amber, Tap for Red, Flame of Keld, and so, let's see, one, two, just, three, four, five, then you discard what is hopefully two Grave Trolls. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Um, I don't know, this is a Dredge Enabler. That's, Something. The red source, unfortunately, doesn't really do anything for Dredge because Dredge doesn't have any red sources. Yeah. I, I don't mean, under these, these what is it? Discard. Undiscovered Paradise. I think like the only spot I can picture this card really is in like a super low to the ground burn deck. Like you just empty your hand on the first like three turns, cast this, discard one if any cards, and then. You draw two, and then you draw another. So by the time that you're sacking this for the additional damage clause, you'll have four cards in your hand. 
So if three of them are burn spells, like they're dead. Yeah, you're done. The thing is that never in practice is you're just better off playing more burn. Like you just play flame rift. Yeah, yeah, you just play flame rift, right? So I, the only thing I could see, I only thing I could see was dredge, and I just wanted to mention it as a dredge card. Unfortunately, this red, the the third thing doesn't do anything. But with dredge, if you, I mean, theoretically, you should be if you can dredge three times on turn two or three, you should win the game. Yeah. Um, I once dredged 36 on turn one and did nothing. So <laughs> I imagine this is just like a slower cathartic reunion, though, right? Like, doesn't cathartic reunion give you both of those effects at the same time? Just you don't have to discard two cards to cast it. Which, but if you're it gets countered, is you discard your whole hand. Bad. Yeah, no, oh, but sure. it, if it gets countered, it's, it's pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. But if this gets countered, you don't care. If it, if it resolves, you probably will win. I was going to say, like, you say if this gets countered, you don't care. But then also, I'm trying to think of the deck where if you cast it against me, do I care? Yeah, you're like, oh, I hope you don't get it. You know, like, like yeah, this it is like the type of card that like it has to be in a busted shell. Yeah, but it doesn't pass the false cure test, right? If you if you someone puts a card on the stack and it looks really stupid, and you can't figure out why they're doing it, counter it. Counter it. <laughs> because, Always, yeah, just counter it. <laughs> just counter it. <laughs> that's that's your lesson for the day, everybody. That's that's the false cure test because false cure is not good. But if it's on the stack, counter it. <laughs> um. So, I don't know. Well, I'm looking forward to Dominaria now. I think it's going to have some interesting stuff going on. I think there's there's some... They, they hinted some mechanics in what they talked about here that don't have to be the best thing that that mechanic does. Like, there's a Wizards Matter theme where, where things get reduced if you control a wizard. And yeah, there's a lightning bolt for three mana that uh, if you have a wizard, it's a two-mana spell, so... I mean, no, it's a one-man yeah. spell. One-man spell. It's just Bolt. It's yeah. Bolt, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know that I want that in Legacy or Modern necessarily. I mean, if there was a red wizard to play in uh, Modern, maybe this card would be okay. Because then For you could just... Answer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a possibility, right? But is is it enough that you would play this over, like, what, Rift Bolt? Um, this is, yeah, I mean, you can't cast this on turn one. Yeah. Um, ever. So, but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't hate Wizard's Lightning. Uh, it's just a, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting card and we'll see where it goes. But I think in stand, th there's a lot of stuff that makes standard for this set look fun. I might actually like get out there and play, play standard because some of the, these cards look powerful enough that they're going to make standard look cool. Like Lich's Mastery. Um, yeah. In fact, let's talk about Lich's Mastery. It's a six-mana card, three black and three colorless. Legendary enchantment. It's hexproof. You can't lose the game. Whenever you gain life, draw that many cards. Whenever you lose life, for each one life you lost, exile a permanent you control or a card from your hand or graveyard. When Lich's Mastery leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. So in this is way, I think they have to right into the black white vampires deck. Yeah, right. This and like anytime you're drawing cards, like you need a reliquy tower in your deck because you're gonna you're gonna end up like accidentally wasting cards, right? I guess they go into your graveyard, so it's not the end of the world. But yeah, this is Lich. I mean, Lich is an old school magic card. Like that's a fun, just a fun thing to have out there, you know? Yep. 
Um, um, is there a way that you just cast this and then you just win immediately? Uh, you can oh yeah, well that's nourishing lift. Mm -hmm. You would you uh, use nourishing shoal to draw your deck. So like you exile like um uh what's that worm that makes more worms when it dies? World spine. Uh, World spine worm. To so you play this. You somehow get this down. You you use world spine worm to gain eleven. You know it, with nourishing lift you draw eleven cards. You draw another world spine worm. So you do that again. With Nourishing Shoal, and then I've got a zillion cards, and then you play... Uh, Rocks Warmonk? Rocks, what is it, Rocks Faithmender? I don't know, <laughs> you end up storming off. How do you Rocks. cheat this card into play? Everyone tell? Academy Rector? Oh, Rector's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if you're showing telling, like, you're you're not playing this before you play mm -hmm. four Grizzlebrand. No, you're not. you're never playing this. This card's not going to be played. It's just, if it, the leash effects are funny because they take forever for you to figure out how to do it but whenever you gain life draw that many cards is just now it's just nourishing shoal i think is the best way to do that I also, yeah it's definitely or, better than elixir of immortality but nothing's better nothing's better than grizzlebrand so yeah no. i also that. appreciate that uh the antiquities war and time of ice as in ice age uh are right. are uh, both in in this set uh as as uh sagas and that they're both blue and icy manipulator and Icy Manipulator. The card is back. Lana War, Lana War Elves is Lana in this War set. That's, that's something for standard. They've How long has it been since there was a card that said tap a land? In, has it been in, since like Tamio? Yeah. No, they like had Tamio. like uh, they had that sleeping land thing for a while. Oh, doesn't untap. Um, yeah, they had like that sleeping land thing instead of land destruction. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chandra's Revolution. Like, they're all bad, but that, yeah, that's yeah. in uh, Ether Revolt. I was wondering if there was, like, any playable one. The only one I could remember that could actually hit a land was Tamiya, but I'm sure there has to be something else. Yeah, but, but they don't do actually, it often. Manipulator's pretty sweet. Yeah. Densia and it Keeper. It's stupid. It's, it's sleeping lands instead of drawing, instead of destroying lands. But, also, they reprinted um, for six mana uh, Armageddon in Fall of the Thrawn. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty surprising to me that they're putting an Armageddon in standard. I mean, it's probably never gonna. It's also like you get two of your lands back the next turn. Yeah. <laughs> so nice Armageddon. Um, I was I was shocked. I mean, people are never gonna have seen destroy all lands, which is. But that's one of those. That's one of those throwback things, though. Like it feels good to see that again in a way. Like people are gonna get to see open their pack and see destroy all lands. And why why would I do that? Yeah. And then they'll put Ernum Jin in this set, and we'll know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, uh, this set looks really, really sweet. Um, you know, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what what comes of uh, the rest of these cards and what other uh, what other uh, goodies they they unveil because this isn't the entire set right now. Um, and yeah. as far as the land cycle is concerned, we've got the Innistrad land cycle. Um, I'm a little bummed about that because I really expected to see a like a legendary land cycle that was going to be like legendary duels. Um, I realized that would probably ruin modern, but um, in standard, I think it would be totally fine. Uh, and I think it would really it would have been a real boon to legacy and vintage where you, uh, you would you would be able to own like one of the duels you need. It wouldn't have to be a three hundred dollar duel. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you can play a Jim Davis deck with like one tool in it too. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing. Like I've been cents. playing uh, Death Death Shadow and Legacy, and it's it's pretty silly. I don't play any any dual lands in that deck. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, in that deck you yeah. get Wraith and Probe. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. Free is always bad. Free is so, always bad. So uh, yeah. Good. So uh, this is this this is what we know so far about the set. Um. You guys have anything you want to add before we uh, sign off for the night? For the week, I should say? Karn is stupid. Mox Amber's busted. All right. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. We'll, we'll, let's see how... Yeah, it's going to be fun. Comes out. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Have a good one, folks. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Can you see animal stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, animal stuff. Where does he get those wonderful toys?